Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. On a scale of 1 to 10, how big of a fan of Patrick Waugh are you? I'm an 11 out of 10, and the literal translation of Roa is king. Uh, part of the reason I love him so much is that we are very similar, and my guess is the book on Patrick Waugh would be very similar to what the book is on me. He's uncontrollable. My dad would be proud of that fact. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Hi, everybody. Happy holidays, and welcome on inside a very special edition of the Rod Peterson Show coming your way on the Game Plus television network. On the radio in Atlanta with their big World Juniors fans, WQEE Radio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube Live. It's your boy RP here, and joining us from Toronto is your boy DD, Darren Moose DuPont. It's our annual World Junior special, and uh, welcome on in, Darren. Some of the guests going to join us today, TSN Director of Scouting, Craig Button. Uh, also, James Gallo, the voice of the Moose Jaw Warriors, as there is a distinct Moose Jaw Warriors flavor. No Regina Pats favor this year flavor, but there's a big Warriors flavor. And Sam Cosentino, right, Clark? Sammy Cosentino will be with us. Yeah, to preview this World Juniors, and uh, which is going on in Sweden. And uh, Darren, let me ask you this. I have asked a lot of people what their excitement level is, scale 1 to 10 for this year's tournament. Uh, Let's just start there. G given the fact that it's in Sweden, not in Canada, what are you one to ten for this tourney? I'm like a nine and a half, maybe a ten, maybe an eleven. Ooh. I get more geeked okay. up for the World Juniors when it's somewhere like Sweden than I do if it's in Canada, because my childhood is full of memories. Waking up at stupid hours, five, six, seven a.m to watch these games in the dark in front of the lit Christmas tree and uh, get some you know, warm cocoa, breakfast cereal, and watch the World Juniors in the morning in my PJs. So I'm excited. The Boxing Day game, Eastern, will be at 8.30, I believe, in the morning. So I'll be back in Sask. It'll be 7.30 a.m. That, to me, is perfect. We're looking forward to it. Well, um... I like it when it's on Canadian soil. So, and, I, and the reason I ask, it's a fun question um, because Scott Laughlin was with us prior to Christmas, Sirius XM NHL radio, and he said he's 10 out of 10. I'll put mine at about a 7 out of 10, only because we don't have a Connor Bedard on the team. We don't have a Regina Pat on the team. And that reminds me, because this is a junior, world junior special, we are really historically junior hockey guys. People, you can write in Sober Carpenter text line 902-518-3033, or if you're watching on YouTube, write it in the stream there. Who's the greatest world junior player from your junior team in history? We're going to get into that with James Gallo later on, the voice of the Moose Jaw Warriors. For the longest time with the Regina Pats, it would have been Jordan Eberle, or it was Jordan Eberle for the longest time with the Regina Pats, but now it's Connor Bedard. No ifs, ands, buts, or maybes. That's just the way that it is. And um, let's talk about this year's team. And, and, and 
the, the pluses and the negatives, if you don't mind. The cuts were made, obviously, prior to Christmas. Uh, what was it? December the 13th. And, Clark, you can, producer Clark, you can throw them up. I'm going to read the wire story on it. Macklin Celebrini was on a plane to Sweden. The 17-year-old presumptive number one pick in next summer's NHL draft was named to Canada's 22-player roster announced by Hockey Canada, the smooth skating center from Vancouver. Sits second in the NCAA scoring. He's part of a group led by three teammates with NHL experience. Forwards Owen Beck and Fraser Minton and defenseman Tristan Luno set to compete at the World Juniors in Sweden. The other forwards are Owen Allard, and there's a look at him. Easton Cowan, Nate Danielson, Jordan Dume, Connor Geeky, Carcer Rekop, Matthew Savoy, Matthew Wood, and Braden Yager. Uh, the cuts, by the way, were Devin Barkey. Jagger Furcus, Paul Ludwinski, and Marcus Vitacek. The defensemen, Oliver Bonk, Jake Furlong, Maverick Lamaru, Denton Matejchuk, Tanner Molendyke, and Noah Warren making up the remainder of the defense corps. Canada cut blue liners Michael Buchinger, Jorian Donovan, and Ty Nelson. And here are your goalies, as you see, Samuel St. Hilaire, Scott Retzlaff, and Mathis Russo. Being sent home was Dominic DiVincentis. That is your Team Canada roster. And in a second, if we have time, because we don't have a lot of time here, we'll get through the pools uh, and the groups. But uh, it, it is not a who's who, Darren. It's not a who's who. One returning member of last year's World Junior winner in Halifax winning team, Owen Beck. Um, your thoughts on this roster going in? Yeah, it's not, but oftentimes, I mean, usually there's that cornerstone player or two that have been hyped up. Um, one issue is we're not seeing the main networks carry the junior games throughout the year to hype up these kids, right? So we're not seeing yeah. TSN broadcasting CHL games. I know they've had a few on TSN Plus on the digital platform. That's cool. Um, but nevertheless, there's always a couple of players that become household names once you get through the first couple of games. Uh, Geeky will probably be one of them. Um, you know, we love Braden Yeager, the Moose Jaw Warrior kid who was always kind of playing number two to Connor Bedard. You know, he's another name that you can draw that storyline around. Celebrini, another player who's probably the, the high-end skill guy on this list and a top NHL draft pick. And then on the back end, you know, I'm excited to see Saskatoon Blade defenseman an NHL prospect, uh, Tanner Molendyke play. He's a Predators prospect, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but he's a fun defenseman to watch, plays well at both ends of the ice. He could be a, you know, a top four defenseman for Canada that could be fun to watch. Uh, so those are some initial thoughts on the Team Canada roster that is already uh, in Sweden and participating in the 2024 World Juniors. Clark, if you don't mind, you can throw up Pool A, Pool B, uh, as we look at the schedule, uh, there you go, Canada's pool. Yeah, Pool A, Canada, along with Sweden, Finland, Germany, and Latvia. I don't know. I mean, I'm not a scout, and we could talk to the scouts and say what's the tougher pool, but A, they're always tough, <laughs> and B, uh, you kind of got to beat them all. You got to beat them all in your own pool, and then you got to advance, and then you got to beat the best from the other pool, Darren. So. All I've heard, and we're going to get into this with our analysts later on in the program, Craig Button, James Gallo, Sam Constantino, is that USA is the toughest team. And, you know, they open up against Norway. Canada up, uh, opens up against Finland. I don't know. Um, I'll say it again. 
You're sitting around the Christmas tree, everybody, with your eggnog. Take a drink every time Rod says he was the voice of the World Juniors 2020-12 in Edmonton. But I was there. Um, it doesn't, to me, matter. Just like I don't care what your schedule is. In the regular season, you still got to beat the best. So that's my take on these pools and who's in it. We expect to win it, right? So you got to beat everybody. Yeah, and the big game for Canada, I believe, is... Uh, Clark, you can correct me. I think it's the 30th when they play Sweden um, the day before New Year's Eve, or it, it could very well be on the 31st, but I think it's the 30th. Sweden is one of the better teams, obviously, they usually are. December 29th. The 29th for Sweden. Sorry. Thank you. Yeah. Um, but Sweden is actually loaded up and is, you know, one of the better teams. Back-to-back, -back, I think, Silver's at the World Under-18s. They have one of their best teams that they've had in a while trying to get over that hump of being really good in the round robin and really poor in the medal round. So that'll be an interesting game, but it's another year without Russia in this tournament and forget about everything that's happened politically and internationally. These are hockey tournaments for me, you know, and I, and I, I miss Russia not being a part of it because it's such a good rivalry with Canada and they're such a great hockey country. Um, yeah, it is unfortunate. I, we're just, I'm just kind of getting used to them not being there. But I'll say this. We've cut our teeth, uh, rightly or wrongly, on doing things a little differently. It is the Rod Peterson show, as you see. So here's my angle. Not like we need a reason to watch, but here's something that I will be watching for this World Juniors. It's that, what I would like to call the Winnipeg flavor, with Connor Geeky and Matthew Savoy on it. And uh, last year, at this time, it was that massive Winnipeg snub. We all know about it. And when the team Canada goes on to win the gold, you can't say Canada did anything wrong. But there was those three members of the Winnipeg guys who weren't even invited to camp, let alone have a chance to make the team. Matthew Savoy, Connor Geeky, and Zach Benson. Now, Benson's in the NHL of Buffalo. Uh, the stories that I read was that a spot was going to be held for him if the Sabres ever decided to send him down, which with what he's doing in Buffalo, I don't know why they would. And now the ice aren't even in Winnipeg anymore. They're in Wenatchee. So I don't know. Is it a missed opportunity for Winnipeg hockey fans to watch their guys? I'd like to think they still feel connected to those guys. But is it a year too late? Is it too little too late? Or is that a story worth following in this tournament? They should feel connected. I know it. It's a bit of column A, a bit of column B. I mean, it is a year too late because they're not representing the Wild. And when they go on to the tournament and they're on TSN, they're going to say from the Wenatchee Wild, right? They're not going to say from the Winnipeg Ice. That's unfortunate. Um, so it'll be interesting. They're going to hold that spot if Zach Benson or, you know, another pro doesn't get sent down. Um, who gets that 13th forward spot? That'll be something worth following. Uh, um, but, yeah, it, it, it's... It's not going to be the same for Winnipeg this year as it could have been last year. No, it's just a story to watch, and we'll be obviously we're watching all those players. And a quick one: we got less than a minute, but we had a, a, a viewer write it and say, "How come Connor Bedard's not on this team? He's eligible." Uh, you want to take that one? <laughs> Connor's done everything he needs to do at the World Juniors. His junior career is over. Connor is an NHL player now. That's the story. And it has changed. They don't, you know, I was talking with Serena about that the other day. The NHL teams don't send their players anymore like they used to for myriad reasons. Primarily, I'd like to think because they don't want him to get hurt. But who knows? That's their business. But in this case, Chicago would have never sent Connor Bedard 
to use your term, been there, done that. Canada's highest scoring forward ever. See you later. Go Hawks, go. Moose, enjoy the hockey. Thanks for this. Hey, thank you. Our annual World Juniors preview continues after this break. You're watching on Game Plus Television, WQEE Radio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube Live. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Need a champion for your charity event? An all-star for your seminar? How about an Olympian to give a winning keynote speech? EMJ Marketing is the place to go. EMJ Marketing is one of Canada's top speaker bureaus with some of Canada's most recognizable athletes and entertainers on their roster. EMJ also represents a wide range of impactful keynote speakers and MCs. So whether you need to fill a spot on stage or someone to arrange the entire event, do it with one stop. EMJ Marketing. Take the first step to success for your next event. Visit emjmarketing.com. Welcome back, everybody. It is our annual World Juniors preview. And what would it be without our good friend Craig Button from TSN joining us? Their director of scouting, many, many World Juniors for him. Uh, and this one across the pond. Craig, I appreciate it. Merry Christmas, happy holidays, and all the rest. How many World Juniors is this for you, by the way? Well, you know, the first one I ever went to was uh, the 1978 World Junior Tournament. So it was in Montreal. Uh, my dad was running Central Scouting, and the first game was on Christmas Day. So it was on December 25th, 1977. We had our Christmas morning, then off to the forum we went. And guess who was playing for Team Canada? Wearing number nine, Wayne Gretzky. Gretzky? He had a hat trick. Three goals and two assists versus Czechoslovakia, the former Czechoslovakia. And I, I, I remember it so clearly because we had heard so much. I was only like four, 13 years old at the time. But I remember, like, you know, we'd heard so much about Gretzky. And, you know, obviously from the time he was nine or ten, we knew that we had this, this prodigy. But I remember he scored this fantastic goal where he came in and he, he juked and then he danced and then he deked and he went on the back end. I remember coming home and going to the outdoor rink and showing up. you got, you got to see what he did. We're all trying to practice his move. Of course, today, everybody's got video. That thing would be all flashed across the Internet within seconds, right? But I, I have to come, and I'm going to tell you, Rod, in my own mind, I thought I did it better than Gretzky. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> well, I'm just going to ask you, can you still see it in your mind? Can you oh, yeah. still see that clearly. goal? Cle oh, yeah. Cle clearly, like, clear as clear as a bell, I can see it. You know, where our seats were, I mean, we had season tickets to the Montreal Canadiens, so where my seats, where our seats were, it was like right off, like we were, we were, I don't know, 
eight rows up and and so you could see how he how he came at the net and everything and you know something it, one of those things that's forever etched in my memory and certainly you know wayne was only 16 years old 16 years old and billy Gerlego had broken his leg so that's how wayne ended up on the team yeah he only had the tournament in scoring yeah, well, there was a youngster come along that broke all those records in Mr. <laughs> Bedard, which we'll get to. Well, and actually, that might be a good place to start this right now, uh, yeah. Craig, is that this tournament without Bedard, to me, it, it kind of seems to lack a little star power, although all those snubbed Winnipeg players are there now on this team. It's too bad the ice are gone from Winnipeg. But what, what, <laughs> what's your story of, of you, you, you know exactly what I'm talking about. So how do you feel about this year's team? Well, bottom, he, he, here's what it is. When, when you have a Connor Bedard coming to the tournament, I mean, bottom line, that's that's as big a star, star power as you can get. And the beautiful thing about Connor was the spotlight was bright on him. And as John Paddock told me uh, when he was coaching uh, Connor, he said, He's been under the spotlight since he was 12, and there's no spotlight too bright where this young man doesn't shine. We're seeing it in the NHL, the World Junior last year. I mean, he was brilliant. And this tournament, you're right, doesn't have that. Doesn't have a, a, a Connor Bedard. You know, this will be more a focus on some different players. Macklin Celebrini is, is, is a really good player. I mean, in, in my mind now, kind of really set him set himself apart as the as the top player in the 2024 draft. And certainly no surprise that he made Team Canada. I mean, he, he, he was so good uh, during the uh, uh, during the selection camp and leading into this tournament. But. It's not Connor Bedard, and you know we, we have to appreciate the Connor Bedards when they when they are in this tournament, and and then we appreciate the tournament for you know the suspense that it gives us, the great hockey that it gives us, and, and it's going to give us some players that w we know and we we knew their names, but we we certainly don't uh, we might not have seen them in, 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 as stars in the making, and 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 that's what this tournament also does. It's not only about the star power coming into the tournament. It's as the tournament unfolds, you know, watching some of the players. Logan Cooley is a great example. I mean, he was a third overall pick. And at last year's tournament, I mean, he, he was a star. And people saw it clearly. Lane Hudson, who returns to the tournament this year for Team USA, the Montreal Canadiens draft pick. You know, a lot of excitement for him. I mean, he, he entering this year's tournament, He's arguably the best defenseman in the tournament, could end up as the defenseman of the tournament. And so, you know, we'll get, there's going to be players over the course of the days ahead where we're going to see some uh, eyes opened up to how bright their futures are for, for some of these players. And that's what one of the great things that TSN does for this tournament is king makers and star makers. The players do it, but you guys cover it and, and profile it to, uh, to the world, and it's great. But so I got to, as you see, I'm sitting here in Florida, and I don't think it's just because I'm in Florida. The coverage I've heard going in or the prediction going in from people is that USA is the favorite. Or would I just always hear that in USA? I don't know. Is that a legitimate prediction that the Americans are favored in this tournament or no? Yeah, I would put the Swedes and the Americans as the as the, as the co-favorites. Uh, the last two U18 tournaments, which is you, you know a high-level tournament for players under 18, Sweden won it in 2022, beating the USA. USA won it in 2023, beating Sweden. And when you start to rewind the clock a little bit, you, you know the the, the 2022 uh, 
gold medal for the Swedes. That's their group of players here that now come into this tournament with a lot of confidence, a lot of uh, 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 maturity. And, and, and this tournament requires you to have maturity to win it. And the Swedes have that. And, and on home ice, it's nice to have a team that can uh, contend for the gold medal. And there's no question that the Swedes are in that category. The USA are, are, are right there. And, you know, if, if I had to separate the two, Rod, you know, at, at, as the tournament is, is underway, I would look at the two teams in this regard. I would say that the USA has really strong goaltending, and that's they have an edge over Sweden there. Sweden has a has an edge on the blue line over the USA. The USA blue line is a little bit smaller, and you know you got to to win a gold medal in this tournament. You got to play seven games in ten days. The games get harder as the tournament goes on, and and I think that could be the undoing of uh, Team USA up front. I think they both 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 countries have some really top players, but that's why I have them as co-favorites right there. And as you as you move as you move into this tournament with the, with the background of knowing what this age group of players has done, really successful, and that makes them um, at, at at the top of the uh, list. And certainly, Canada goes into every tournament with a chance to win, and, and it's no different this year. Well, what's interesting about that is you mentioned it being in Sweden. Um, the world juniors I've been involved with have obviously all been in Canada. So is there less pressure? Is it a relief for Canada that it's not in Canada? Or how do they deal with that when it's not in across the pond specifically? You know, I love that observation because, uh, you know, when you're the two-time uh, defending gold medalist, I, I, I think the uh, internal pressure to win, the players, you know, there's only one returning player all of Beck. Uh, and, and so you, you you look at the opportunity to try to build on that, and you don't want to be the team that that doesn't you know you know carry forth uh, you know the gold medal uh, you know uh, succession. That being said, I think that with a tournament in Europe, I think it. I, I don't know if the pressure is any less internally, but I think that externally it's a lot less. You know, Gothenburg is a great city. It's a great hockey city. It's a great winter city in Sweden. And I think that Canada playing in that pool against Sweden, against Finland, I think that serves them really well to get ready for the quarterfinal because that's when you've got to be at your best. There was a time when, you know, you lose a game and early in the tournament, you're, oh, geez, I can't believe it. Well, Canada lost their first game last year to Czechia and, and, and then they carried forth. And, and I, think it's, I think it helps teams to play against really good competition early on in the tournament. And I think that the spotlight isn't as bright on Team Canada in Europe as it would be in, in, uh, on in Canada. I, I remember last year after the first game, oh boy, what does this mean for Canada? What does this mean for Canada? They're not going to have to deal with that. And and, and I think that the, the, the pressure that the players put on themselves to win is always going to be there. But some of the external pressure that they have no control over will not be there. Yeah, and to be honest, I saw I was in Edmonton in the summer tournament, and I saw Bedard like it was the Beatles. It was like the Beatles. Everybody's going crazy <laughs> for Bedard. It wasn't just his family there; it was the fans. And then I can't imagine what it was like in the Maritimes last year. I wasn't there, but I watched all the games that you were a part of. And they won't have to deal with that over in Sweden. And it's not just about Bedard; it's just about the fans. I would think they'd be a little more focused as a team. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely, they will be. And 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 that's also you, you know you can. You, 
you, you can just come into your own group and, and, and you can just kind of build out your game from that. And, and you're right. And, you, you know, the demands uh, from, from the media aren't the same. There's not as much uh, Canadian media over in, in, in Sweden or in a European tournament. So the demands on the players are a little bit less outside of their plane. And, and certainly that, that becomes a factor in, in staying fresh and, and mentally fresh. You know, there's a fatigue that sets in during this tournament physically and mentally. And I think that having some of those things that aren't as significant, aren't as, I don't want to say excessive because that would be the wrong way to put it, but aren't as uh, uh, demanding, I, I think helps the team and helps the players. Well, it's, it's just interesting what you say. You know, they put up with all that and Connor himself. Look, the cell phone age, the hysteria and all the rest, and he still set the record for points all time, right, and in-game. He still did it despite all that. That's how great this kid is, but clearly I love him. Um, we don't have a lot of time left, but i got to ask you this, man. I was watching the games last year here, and you weren't on the early ones. And my friends at TSN said, I was Ryan Vardy, actually, camera guy, said that you just had absolute snafu getting to Maritimes with travel last year. What do you remember about that? Well, I remember, you know, flying out. Here's a couple of things I remember. You know, Christmas at home has not been something that's happened for me very often over the years, very rarely, because, you know, we're always heading to the tournament because it starts on the 26th. And, uh, what I remember is, is that like I was getting up early on the morning of the 24th to arrive on the 25th, and I got a note, and the note was, okay, your plane's been delayed for three hours, and and I knew right then and there because of the travel and because of the weather conditions in in eastern Canada, it was it was the day was beginning. At 12 noon that day, we had exhausted every opportunity, and it was just like not leaving till tomorrow. We're here today. That's the way it's going to work, and and work it did. And you know when when you get to uh, when, and and then the, the weather didn't clear. Actually, I was leaving on the morning of the twenty fifth. I was going to arrive that that early evening on the twenty fifth. So I I got to spend Christmas at home, and I got a call. I think it was around four o'clock in the afternoon, uh, Rod, and. They said, can you go through Winnipeg? Can you get to Winnipeg? Like, we got a flight to get you to Winnipeg. It gets into Winnipeg at 1 a.m. in the morning. Uh, there's a flight at 5 a.m. to Toronto. We'll get you to Moncton. You'll land at 11.10. We'll have somebody to pick you up, and you'll be ready to call the game at 12 noon. And I, I remember thinking to myself, how am I going to answer this? And I said, so, you want me to get stuck in Winnipeg, do you? with a lot less options to get out of there. And our, our, our wonderful travel agent, Madeline, says to me, she goes, good point. And I just started out the next day, got there, uh, saw, the, saw the last game on the first day. Dave Reed stepped in and does a phenomenal job. So it wasn't like we were shorthanded. But uh, the, it, it was funny how everybody in, in – hey, let's get you there, let's get you there. There's certain places you don't want to get stuck, Rod. And you know some of those places – Winnipeg on December 25th with storms brewing through Canada, not a place you want to be stuck in. Because I might have not got out till the 29th. <laughs> I know. You'd have been literally not gotten out. You'd have been buried under snow. And I don't remember where or why I ran into Ryan Vardy, but he told me that story. For those that don't know, long time 
fantastic camera guy for TSN told me. It's like, Craig was over here, his bags were over there. That might be another story, getting separated from your baggage. But uh, speaking of those Christmases, I'll never forget Les Jackson, yours and my dear friend, leaving my parents' house on Christmas Day. I said, where are you going? He goes, I'm flying to Finland for the World Juniors. And I'll never forget going, nope, not for me. So God bless you guys that do it. And um, we only got a minute left. I'm assuming uh, you will be in Sweden. Oh, I'm in Sweden. Like, uh, like uh, there's no question about that. Oh, Leaving on the Already? 22nd. Oh, yeah. Le le left on the 22nd. So, you know, every everything goes good. Like, you, you go there. It's a one, you know, we, we have a wonderful group of people, Rod. Uh, that, that work in, and from all over the world. We have lots of Swedes working with us, Latvians that work with us that are great at it, and obviously lots of Canadians moving over there. Uh, the NHL network is, is covering it too. So we have lots of people, and, and not only people that are great at their job, you talked about Ryan Vardy, everybody's good at their job, but wonderful people and you know that that care about the tournament, want to want to really do their best to, to give the tournament back to the people. I mean, it's a holiday tradition in Canada. We we all know that it is. And and that's our that's our that's our tradition, uh, being together with everybody. Uh, once we leave, uh, you know, you're always disappointed about leaving and not being able to spend Christmas at home. But once you get with your with our TSN family, with our TV families from around the world, very special. And made it very special, absolutely. Craig, happy holidays. Break a leg. We're watching all the time, as you know. Thanks for this. Happy New Year. Our World Juniors preview continues right after this brief pause. We're live on Game Plus Television, WQEE Radio, where we are Atlanta's NHL show, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube Live. Are you struggling in life? perhaps feeling hopeless, or even battling an addiction that's taking your life down the drain. It's time you made the decision to stop the struggle and contact Peterson Recovery. Hi, Rod Peterson here, and I've been a licensed recovery coach since 2017, helping athletes, entertainers, and soldiers get their lives back and go on to lead a happy life. Now, I'd like to help you. Mental health is real, and sometimes all it takes is some guidance from someone who's been there. Follow Peterson Recovery on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook, and DM me or email petersonrecovery at AOL.com. It's never too late. Welcome back, everybody. It is our World Junior Special. We do it every year, and thanks for joining us as we get ready for this year's World Junior Hockey Championships in Sweden. And we're going to keep the fun rolling with the voice of the Moose Jaw Warriors, James Gallo, the pride of Strasbourg, Saskatchewan. Hey, JG, happy holidays, my man. How you doing? Long time no see. Yeah, Merry Christmas, Rod. I know, obviously, uh, a little bit better for you down there than it is for up here. Uh, always a white Christmas here in Saskatchewan. So, but uh, not good for the knees. Uh, I love it. But you know what? We're having fun. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. I hope you had a great Christmas break. And I know that uh, junior hockey, you have, a, you have a good break before Christmas, but you get back at it not that long after Christmas. But that also in, coincides with the World Juniors. And maybe we should start with this. The Warriors have a very big imprint on this Team Canada. For those that don't know, um, 
Will there be more people watching the World Juniors at Moose Jaw this year because of your guys? Very likely. I mean, I think every time, anytime that you have a guy uh, from your club team and from your community playing in the World Junior Hockey Championships, it's special, right? I mean, uh, Rod, you know what it was like when when Jordan Everly was playing uh, for the Regina Pats and then playing and had that big goal for Team Canada. You know, for us guys like you know Brett Howden, Quinton Howden, Morgan Riley, long list of players. Uh, it's special, and you and you watch with a little bit more interest. Uh, the years that you don't have a guys on Canada, you kind of focus maybe somewhere else. Last year here in Moose Jaw, the Warriors had you know Martin Rysavi on uh, on Czechia, which won silver, and Robert Baca was with Slovakia, so we were pretty focused in on them. And uh, it's always a little bit more extra emphasis on the teams that your te- that your guys play for. Well, you know, we've been talking with Craig Button on this show about introducing team canada to the nation everybody knew who connor bedard was and and some guys on that team this team isn't as heralded and uh, and they should be so tell us about your guys on team canada from the moose jaw warriors not only what type of players they are but what kind of people they are and their backgrounds you know, I'll start with Warrior Captain Denton Matejchuk. I think uh, going in to the World Junior Selection Camp, Denton was probably as close to a lock as you could probably find. I know I'm biased. I've watched every play that Denton has played in the Western Hockey League, and I have no problems, in my opinion, saying that he he is the best defenseman in the Western Hockey League. I mean, he he uh, he moves well. He thinks the game well. He plays physical. He plays every situation, even strength, penalty kill, power play, and he's an impact in every single situation. He was one of the last cuts made by the Columbus Blue Jackets. He was that close to cracking an NHL roster at the start of the year. So we were fortunate to have him come back to Moose Jaw. Uh, He played 24 games for the Warriors, and he had points in 23 of 24 games. He was on a 23-game point streak as a defenseman, which is no easy task. Um, You know, and Denton off the ice, great kid. I mean, all these guys are great kids. You know, Denton growing up in Dominion City, Manitoba, athletic family. Um, you know, his brother, you know, a baseball player. Uh, he's got another younger, two younger brothers that are both hockey players as well, and a sister who's pretty athletic. So um, it's it's an athletic family. Um, you know, Jagger Furcus. Uh, Jagger's a guy that I think, you know, outside of Moose Jaw, people in the Western Hockey, they have been getting to know over the past couple of seasons. Uh, he hasn't been involved with Hockey Canada in the past. Um, this was his first crack, and you know, on the ice, he, he can be electrifying. We've kind of coined the phrase here in Moose Jaw, the Furcus Circus. He can do some pretty magical things with the puck. Um, you know, he thinks the game well. Uh, you know, very offensively charged uh, coming in on the wing, um, off the ice again. He he is one of those guys that I've really enjoyed getting to know uh, you walk into the room and he's the first one that says hi he wants to have a conversation he wants to talk to you about adult things which i enjoy when you deal with 16 to 20 year old kids it's nice when you have a player that wants to talk about adult things and life which which is really nice and and rod he's probably got the best flow and the best mustache uh, for sure in the eastern conference it pops when you're a redhead so uh, <laughs> it's pretty good on that uh, oh, and you know Braden yeager <laughs> that's not wrong i can say that can i not no, no, you're good. No, no, of course. I just, I, I want to see it. That's all. Oh, it's, it's beauty. And then, you know, Braden Yeager, I think, you know, Braden is a guy that, you know, he's out of that special 2005 age group here in the Western Hockey League. Um, of course, that's the same year that Connor Bedard went first overall to the Regina Pats in the WHL prospect draft. Uh, we were thankful that that Braden Yeager fell to three, and that's where the Moose Jaw Warriors pick. Great family. Uh, I, I've known Braden since he's been 15 years old. Really enjoyed getting to meet him and getting to know him a little bit better. 
um, off the ice, just an outstanding individual, really involved in our community, which is great to see. On the ice, you know, he has a commitment to play 200 feet. And I think to me, that's what makes Braden a little bit special is, you know, sometimes the elite guys, they want to go forward, right? They want to score goals. They want to set up goals. Braden has that commitment, not only going north, but he's got a strong commitment to coming south. And I think when it comes to the World Juniors, you know, with Braden, he can play in, in, down in the lineup, which is really key. Uh, he's, he's a high-octane guy. He's an elite guy. He's a great penalty killer. Jagger Fergus and Braden Yeager have teamed up for five shorthanded goals as a duo on the ice together on the penalty kill. So I think all three obviously have had an impact in their time here in Moose Jaw, and I think all three, if they're able to play to their potential, will garner a lot of national celebration because they all have the ability to impact the hockey game. Well, uh, for listen, I said you're a Strasburg boy. Is it your dad that's from Winnipeg, or were you were you born in Winnipeg? No, I'm uh, I'm first generation Canadian. My dad was actually born in Italy. Um, came over on the boat, transplanted in Winnipeg. I was I was born in Winnipeg along with my brother, and then uh, grew up in right. Strasburg. You betcha. Okay, I got it right then. I, I How about that? I don't publicize, uh, a, lot. The I don't publicize I... a lot that I'm from Winnipeg, Rod. I kind of keep that a little bit of a dirty secret, but uh, especially here in Saskatchewan. But uh, still, very proud of, of my Winnipeg roots. You can't slip it by me. You can't slip it by me. And I got to say that uh, well, you told me once, and I remember it forever. And the reason I bring that up is the Winnipeg flavor on this team. And uh, I meant to bring it up with Craig Button. I didn't, but I'll bring it up with you. Like there was the snubs of past World Junior teams of Zach Benson, uh, Matthew Savoy, Connor Geeky, and now they're all invited to the camp. So finally, and and just in time for the ice to leave town, but I would think as excited as the Moose Jaw fans are for this Team Canada, I would think Winnipeg hockey fans are too. I would hope anyways. Yeah, they should. I mean, uh, you know, fortunately, I've been able to watch those three uh, grow up, but unfortunately, I've had to watch those three grow up because they've beaten the Moose Jaw Warriors <laughs> in the second round of the playoffs the last two seasons. They're, they're special guys, right? Um, you know, Zach Benson, uh, to me, is like he's really unique, Rod. Um, and I'm not too sure if you've had a chance to watch him live, but, you know, watch him in warm-ups. Oh, yeah. And to me, that's, that's where you see how good Zach Benson is because he doesn't float, right? He's not floating and going through the routine and warm-ups. It's hard. Everything is hard. He's driving. You know, when they're doing the line, he's just – everything is hard, and, and that's what makes him special. Huge fan of Zach Benson. I think Matthew Savoy, you know, uh, arguably could be considered the best player in the Western Hockey League. And, you know, that's – he's that good. Right, Connor Geeky has turned himself into a really good power forward, um, and actually Connor Geeky and Denta Matejchuk, you know, good friends growing up, played base, played baseball together, so uh, they're uh, they're good buds. But you know, those three guys uh, that played for the Winnipeg Ice, you know, obviously, uh, you know, two of them with Wenatchee now, and one with Buffalo, without being Benson, they're special players. They're really special players, and I think you know, just as Moose Jaw's trio can have a big impact, so can those three. Actually, I should apologize. I, I mentioned, I said Benson is at the World Junior Camp, and I know that he's not. He was just playing for Buffalo this week. But you know what? That's the one thing about Zach Benson. So he never got the World Juniors invite at all. Uh, if he was in the dub, he'd be there this year, there's no doubt. But he's always been in Bedard's shadow. You guys, are you guys happy Bedard's out, out of the league? You must be. I'm sure you were getting tired of hearing about it. Uh, you know what, Rod? I think uh, I... 
Uh, we heard a lot about it. I mean, uh, I think if I had a penny or half a penny that every time that you said Connor Bedard, I would never have to work again. How about that? So, <laughs> how about that? <laughs> so I think, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I think for, for me, Connor is a great player. And, you know, play for Moose Jaw or not play for Moose Jaw, I have an appreciation for other great players to watch. Jordan Everly was the same way, right? Jordan Everly was a great Regina Pat. In my mind and in my time, I, I would put him probably at the top of Regina Pats. Uh, that's how much I enjoyed watching him play. Um, you know, I think the fans enjoyed watching Connor Bedard, you know, probably more specifically in the second half of last season. But uh, he's a great talent, right? Anytime that you can say, I watched him and I only had to pay 25 bucks, that's awesome. It's awesome. Yeah, for sure. And hey, I, listen, before we got going on this interview, I asked you, we got a, a few minutes left here, and then I'll let you go. I see that you're struggling. How's the throat, man? You didn't get much of a break over Christmas? Are you struggling a little bit with the voice or no? Rod, I got two kids. I'm yelling all the time. Okay, gotcha. And 20 kids. <laughs> and I'm, and I'm Italian, well. Rod. So the, the temper goes pretty, uh, like, yeah, if, it's, if I'm not yelling, I'm knocking people out with my hands at the dinner table. I'm Italian. I talk with my hands. So, uh, you know, no How injuries big's the sustained Italian community. Dinner. How big is the Italian the community in Moose Jaw? I was, yeah, I was telling the people earlier, you're my favorite Italian in Moose Jaw, but I think you're also the only Italian <laughs> in Moose Jaw. Am I right on that you know or what? not? I, I, there's three that I know of. Me and my two daughters, as, as far as I know, uh, Moose Jaw's got a great, and it's a big Greek community, which uh, it's pretty much the right. same, which is kind of nice. Uh, but as far as I know, there's, there's only uh, three Italians, and, and all their last names are Gallo. Right, perfect. I, so we were talking about Ra Martin Rysavi, and I have no idea yeah. why that came up in my, earlier this I must have been reading a, a score sheet or reading something on the air, and I'm like, he's still there? Martin Rice, that feels like he's been a warrior for 10 years. And, and you told me that he set a record for longest import. Uh, and, and, by, and the reason I bring it up on our World Junior Special is that he is a World Junior vet, too, with the Czechs, right? Yeah, he, uh, he was with Czechia last year. They, uh, they won silver. Um, you know, I asked Martin about that last year. Stanislav Folzl, of course, with, with, with the Pats last year. And it was like a national holiday when they won silver. Usually in Canada, it's lose gold. But in, in, you know, Czech last year, it was win silver. And, you know, Martin, in my time, and that's, you know, almost 25 years with the team, there's been no three-year imports, um, you know, coming at 18, 19, and now 20. It, it is unique, uh, especially for, uh, for our organization. Um, and I think you're seeing it more and more, right? I mean, and, and you want the best players in your league. You want the best players on your team. And an opportunity to have Martin come back uh, for a third year, why not? I mean, uh, he loves the community. Loves the team, loves his billets. Uh, he just likes everything about it. And I think uh, when a guy cares like that, that, that's a big factor. Yeah, no kidding. Um, just on the Furcus Circus, was it him or Jagger? I want to say Jagger. Did he break Theron Fleury's rookie goal-scoring record last year? Braden Jagger, when Jagger was, uh, was 16 years old, so two years ago, he, uh, he broke Theo Fleury's, I guess then it would have been a 38-year uh, record for most goals by a 16-year-old. So, uh, you know, Braden was That's eventually in the was. WHL okay. and Canadian, uh, Canadian Hockey League Rookie of the Year. So it was a pretty, a pretty magical year, 30-plus goals. Uh, I don't think many of Theo's records are going to fall in his time here with Moose Job, but, but that was one of them. And, and we actually talked to Theo and he was, you know, he was 
he was so excited for Braden for doing it. Um, you know, I think they've kind of developed a, a friendship that started at a golf tournament a couple of years ago. And, you know, Theo was leading the charge, hoping that, that Braden would break the record. And, and he did two years ago. It was great. Yeah, he was. And the reason I bring that up is because Theo would be, I, I, I shouldn't speak for Moose Jaw Warriors faithful, you do that, but Theo would be the greatest world junior warrior ever, right? And I was, I, I guess I was with him, it was two years ago when Jagger was chasing that record. And you're right, Theo was, cha was cheering him on and he wanted to see it go down. And in that time, Theo's like, I got to, you know, him had, had an upper end and he was like, I got I to gotta see that guy play. I got to see that kid play. And by now, I assume that he has. Theo's the greatest world junior ever, right? For a world. Uh, you, you know what? I, yeah. Like, I mean, I, him or Braden Point, right? I mean, in, in, in my time, um, you know, there's, there's, there's two guys when you talk about greatest warriors. I think it's 1A, 1B, depending on kind of when you grew up in Moose Jaw. And, you know, Theo kind of takes one part and, and Braden Point takes the other. Um, they're really special players, right? I mean, it's kind of two small guys that, that battled and, you know, kind of um, proved the doubters wrong. You don't have to be 6'4 and, and 215 to have a successful career at this level and at the next. How do you say it? Uh, how do you say it, James? Buon Natal? <laughs> Buon Natalia. You know what that means? Happy okay, Buon Natalia, my friend. Yes, thank you for uh, thank you for the time. I look forward to seeing you next. Thanks a lot, Roddy. Merry Christmas to you and your family. Enjoy the sunshine. Uh, you look tanned as usual, and looking forward to seeing you next time here, Moose Jaw. Thank you, bud. Uh, the voice of the Moose Jaw Warriors, James Gallo, helping us out on our annual World Juniors Preview. We'll be back in a moment here on Game Plus Television, WQEE Radio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube Live. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome back, everybody. It is the annual World Junior Special. Hope you're enjoying our analysis. And uh, most of all, I hope you're enjoying the hockey this holiday season. Uh, let's bring in the Moose, Darren Moose DuPont. We've, it's fun because uh, Craig Button talking on this show about him remembering the first, his first ever World Junior's memory was Wayne Gretzky. To be honest, I thought Craig was older than that. Wayne scoring, wearing number nine in the Montreal Forum for, for Canada. Craig Button was there. I think he said he was sitting behind the net as a Montreal Canadian season ticket holder. It was like, wow, whatever the year was, 78, 76, something like that. I want to say my first World Juniors memory, and of course, I'm a broadcaster, so what, I remember the broadcasters, but I want to say it was Brian Williams, Don Cherry, sitting in the panel, the Pia Stani punch-up, the punch-up in Pia Stani. 
we're all watching the game live, and all of a sudden they, the, the brawl breaks out, and Theron Fleury, of course, is on Team Canada. That's like my first memory, and that was mid-'80s. You literally weren't even born yet. And then from the, to me, that put it on the map. And then we had it in Regina in 91. Uh, Lindros, Mike Sillinger was on that team. 94 in Red Deer gets talked about a lot. 05 in, uh, in uh, Grand Forks, my dad was there, and I remember him coming back going, you got to see this rink, the Ralph, the Ralph Engelstad. My dad's the like, greatest rink you've ever saw. Um, only got 30 seconds. <laughs> I talked it all. What's your best world jury? Yeah, 90 seconds. That's what I thought. What, when did the world juniors come on your radar, Darren? Yeah, it was back in the uh, Paul Romanuk days doing play-by-play in the full uh, cages Ooh. and bubbles they used to wear. Those are my early memories, right? It's not a specific one. But it's those World Juniors, the full cages, uh, going crazy, and Paul Roman on the play-by-play call. So uh, um, they come a long way, but there's always uh, good memories of the World Juniors and the different players that we watch. Any iconic players jump out to you and performances? I mean, I would have watched Eric Lindros and then Jerome McGinley and those guys play at the World Juniors. Um, and then, you know, really love the teams that had Jordan Tutu starring on them and Steve Downey, those kind of guys were always a lot of fun to watch. Mike Camilleri, really good world junior player. So uh, lots of good memories. It is great. It's why it's special. People that don't get it will never get it. But I remember sitting in a restaurant in Cranbrook, B.C. with the Pats, watching Everly score <laughs> the, the two goals on the way to winning silver that year, I believe. Uh, yeah, because that was the, wasn't even the gold medal game. Darren, thanks. Appreciate you. Everybody, it's the World Junior Special on Game Plus TV, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube Live.